Welcome to the Penny and Pops podcast. He's Spencer Penny Strode. I'm Adam Pops Papa Giorgio. Your Orlando Magic just massacred the Washington Wizards and are now 18-20 and 20 on the season. They're 4-1 and one in January. They're doing this without Jonathan Isaac. We're the seventh seed in the East. Let's go! All right, we are recording on a Wednesday night right after the Magic just absolutely obliterated the Washington Wizards, 123-89. to Magic are now 4-1 in January, and they're on pace already for their best January since Dwight left town. Uh, that was a good little tweet Josh Robbins sent out. And uh, they are now 18-20, and and they have the seventh seed in the East. Uh we can Penny, we can talk about this kind of Wizards game real quick because Washington, despite all the points and bodies that have been missing, they just beat Boston and Denver, and now here we are killing them by a ton. Yeah, there's a chill in the air and hope in our heart now after this homestand and specifically this game where the Magic take care of business against an undermanned team. So, oh, 2020 felt like it was going to be a, a terrible, terrible start after Isaac went down two minutes into uh, the 2020 portion of the season in D.C. Yeah. Um, but the Magic, they've defensively been outstanding like the past 11 dozen, so, dozen or so games. They're back to kind of the defensive level that they were to end last regular season. And I don't know if, I don't know why, because they didn't do this when Vooch went down or Aaron went down. It took Isaac going down, and they don't have MCW, and they don't have Aminu, and they're playing great defensively. So I don't know, is, is, is it just a matter of just focusing in and just the team figuring out, like, oh, man, like we, we really got to kind of bond together? Is it just kind of like a wake-up call situation? Because I, I haven't seen anything like defensively or strategically from the coaching staff that's changed, really. Yeah, there certainly haven't been any wholesale changes in terms of scheme or... I mean, Clifford's uh, consistent. Yeah, that's what right. Steve Clifford brings is consistency, yeah. whether you love it or hate. In this case, it's fine. It's working out okay. Um, I guess... Well, let's talk about this Wizards game if it's some more. So, all right, Aaron Gordon, I feel like his Achilles is going to explode any second now. And early in the third quarter during that that review by the refs, maybe it's late in the third quarter, but like he stretch, he's doing Achilles stretches, and he still stayed in like another four minutes before Clifford finally pulled him out late in the third. And it's just one of those where, I mean. I wouldn't. Do you be need surprised. to sit him? Do you yeah. need to sit him at all during this road trip that we're about to go on? I would not be surprised if he sat the second night in LA on the back to back at least. Right? It's an overuse stress injury, and we certainly can't afford to to lose him for any extended he's, period. He's of time. our only forward, like natural forward that we got, like power forward that we got left. Because Aminu, he just had surgery today after the non-surgical route went terribly, terribly wrong. You know, he was in the middle of his rehab uh, and his knee freaking buckled and that's it. Meniscus surgery. He's done for at least a regular season. They're reevaluating him in 12 weeks. That puts you into April. You're yeah. you're, you're pretty much yeah. done for the regular season. Yeah. Probably for the postseason if the Magic make it. 
which is actually looking okay right now, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, and then Isaac's obviously the huge loss because he was I, J.I. was going to be on an all-defensive team. He was leading the league in steals and blocks combined. And, I mean, even offensively, he was coming along, you know. I don't know if he had any more, if he took our, if he took our gift that we gave him for Christmas and got any more lessons with Tracy McGrady. But even offensively, like, he, he was, he's, he's doing fine. But I wonder now that he's out that it feels like even though Aaron is like hobbling and I'm like, I'm cringing every time he's going up and down, Aaron's been good during the stretch. And I wonder now if, if we're going to get to a point where you're going to have to get rid of one of them, which would only be AG because Waltman and Hammond absolutely love Isaac. But it feels like, you know, even when even if it, when one guy's off the floor and one's on it, like they just, they just play better than if they're both on the floor. Um, but now I'm just rambling. Well, I was going to say, it seems like uh, since Isaac has gone out, Aaron Gordon has found his freedom on the floor, like you say, which is ironic because half the time he's sharing space with Kem Burge, who's playing power forward. Uh, you, you know, you wouldn't think that that combination of players would... Uh, give him the space to operate. I guess the other thing is he's not operating in space. He's cutting and receive. You know, he's he's making quick, move, decisive moves yeah. to the basket, and he's he's restricting himself to the best parts of his game, which is always going to lead to more success, right? Yeah, he's he's doing a lot less uh, crap with the ball than he was earlier. Um, it's kind of interesting because I mean, when so. During this stretch now that Isaac's been out, it's, it's kind of almost been an alternating starter, starting lineup thing where either a Wundu starting or Birch is starting. And when Birch is starting, Aaron's playing small forward, which we all saw that didn't quite work under the Jacques Vaughn era. And yet, here we are, see, or well, I mean, Frank Vogel era really as well. But, um, you know, here we are looking at it kind of working right now. And I think you're right. I think he's... He's just focused on what he's good at, and maybe this Achilles injury is helping that too. He's he's looking a little less willy nilly and just kind of keeping it more concise, and it's mostly working out. Straight so far. line only. Yeah, f- fewer cuts. So, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume you're gonna agree with me in that he shouldn't go into the dunk contest in next month I, at All Star well, Weekend. Yeah, especially not that there's some older participants coming in with nostalgic votes right well so the field there and it no one knows if it's going to be just four dunkers six dunkers or whatever but all-star weekends in chicago dwight howard's already confirmed dwight hasn't been in a dunk contest in a gun a dunk contest in a decade he won one of them he should have won at least two of them um but superman is returning i guess and i'm intrigued i'm just I mean, the, it's the Dwight Howard comeback tour, and until he absolutely, you know, screws it up, it's what, interesting did, did right now. Did we see, uh, I'm trying to remember the video from this offseason where, was he in uh, Venice Beach or Santa Monica? One of the two, but he was doing the outdoor dunk contest in short shorts and no shirt, and he did the exact same he did, dunks you're right. from, from his winning competition, the double touch off the glass and... There's still video. I think video or still shot of him doing the kiss the rim dunk from this season too. So yeah, he did the, it during like Lakers warmups. I think I want to say. I mean, uh, the athleticism the is. Uh, well, he lost all there. that weight. Yeah. He lost all that weight. So any like hops that he might have lost, 
being that he's 34 now, he probably retained it because he lost a whole bunch of weight. Remember, you know, people forget this guy weighed like 260, 280 in his prime. He was a freaking beast. Here's my question for you. Uh huh. He's confirmed to be in the dunk contest. And there's a couple others that may or may not be in it. Ja, uh, ja Morant might be in it. Derek Jones Jr. seems to also be confirmed from the Heat. Um, Crazy. He, he participated in it two years ago. He didn't do well. Um, uh, I think it was Hamadou Diallo that won it last year. He hasn't gotten an invite yet. Maybe he will, but it's kind of yeah. terrible when you're a champ and you don't get invited back. Uh, but Zach Levine seems to be one that they definitely want. And clever part on him to say, oh, yeah, I'll be in the dunk contest, but I need to be voted in the All-Star game as well. <laughs> I think Aaron Gordon should do the same thing, yeah. even if he doesn't do the dunk contest. Get some more All-Star votes. Well, Levine has the Chicago connection this year. So if Dwight's in, he's guaranteed to do at least two dunks, right? We assume two dunks in the first round. Yeah. Here's my over-under for you. Oh, gosh. Two costumes. Over under. Oh, under. I I think, well, one point five. Let's say I'm yeah. still going under. Okay. Um, I think he's saving. He's saving his costumes for the second round. I re- I really think Dwight can win this. I really do. He doesn't have the ups that and people. I mean, anyone that's that's seen any type of basketball highlights this season knows that Morant can get up, and he, that kid is ridiculous. Yeah. But um. I think Dwight will. I think Dwight can surprise some people. He's had ten years to prep for it, technically in his mind, since he since he stopped doing it. So, um, but we'll see with that. But I, I don't think Aaron should get involved, especially when you've got an Achilles that's that's causing you issues right now. And uh, yeah, stay away. So, but the Magic now are going to have to make do having basically one forward right now, and, and Aaron and and we can talk. I mean, Kem's. I think done about as well as you can expect him to do playing out of position. He's a center. It's there's, there's not really, I mean, you know, it's when the, when they go up against teams that have two big guys, you know, in their starting lineup, then you throw Birch in there, which seems to be more than I think it, than you would think. But, um, right. But I mean, the biggest benefactor so far from these injuries has been Wessel Wundu. He went from dead and buried to, He's actually playing really well of late. He's hitting double figures here and there. He's get his three point shots coming back. Just the confidence is just just coming through the guy again. Yeah, he reclaimed last the second half of last year's form, and you can see it's a totally right. It's tangible and visible. It's a different player on the floor now than the start of the year when you never know when your when your next opportunity is going to come. It's hard to play with any kind of consistency. Yeah, and I mean, uh, so. Some of the Magic success being four and one is is due in part to the schedule, but I mean they've had some really they've had a few impressive wins, especially that Miami win a couple a couple days ago. Right. Um. I mean, and it's ridiculous that we've already now just finished playing the Wizards four times this season, and we just played Miami for the first time this season. Um. And we beat them without Isaac, and. I'm 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 going to tell you now. So the Bucks seem to be a lock for the first seed. I'm I'm not as as terrified to play the Bucks in a first round series as most people are. I'm not saying we'd win, but I think we'd actually do better than people would believe. Now, a lot of that comes down to if you get Isaac back, because no matter what you think between AG and Isaac, you need Isaac's defense out there absolutely, right. and especially when he's probably going to be guarding a Dedekumbo, who he's made him work in in the times that they've gone up against each other, but. The NBA, the NBA is wide open this season, 
And this is the first time in ages that the West as a whole is probably maybe worse than the East as a whole. And I can't say that very often because, I mean, you got the Bucks up top, but Milwaukee doesn't seem like a team that 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 will do that can really claim like an NBA title. It, it, it seems like they can win the East, but if you get them until finals, then I mean, you'd think the two LA teams would be favored. But then you got. Boston, Miami below them, Philly below them, Indiana's getting Oladipo back. I feel like if the Magic can, can you know, they're in seventh right now. If they can stay seventh, I, I I like our chances against any of those other teams better than if it's Milwaukee. I don't know if you agree or disagree on that. Oh, uh, yeah. I Well, the, the track record against Milwaukee... So far this year is not stellar. Not that, not good. It's probably been the worst than against any other East team so far. Plus, I feel like if you play Milwaukee, you walk right into the Ursan Ilyasova three point show somehow every time. God, that guy, man, jeez. And between him and like Boyan Bogdanovich for the Jazz, right. it's like it's yeah. it's it's pick your poison on that. But um, yeah, it it's it's just interesting because we're re, we're in that middle part of the of the of the schedule where we're we're about to hit the midpoint of the season next week on the on the when we get to the road trip. Uh, but I mean, the Magic are eighteen and twenty right now. They're one game better than they were this point last season. Last season they were seventeen and twenty one. It was only a week ago where we were cursing basically this team when they lost to a Hawks team that didn't have Trey Young and then lost to a Bucks team that didn't have Adetokounmpo or Eric Bledsoe and we were 14 and 19 which was the same record as last season and look the Magic are 18 and 20 it feels like they're getting some momentum now we're we're going to talk about this this big six game road trip now because five of those are out west and Magic teams live and die by West Coast trips. Sometimes it, it, it you know, some those title contending teams handled West Coast trips pretty well. The Magic already this season on their last West Coast trip, they they basically curled up in the ball in a fetal position because and it ended in that terrible Portland loss and they blew games in Denver and Utah and yeah. it was bad. But I'm I'm a little bit more optimistic. Some of that is the opposition, but I think in spite of Isaac being out, the team, I don't know if it's been a rallying together, but the confidence level seems much higher, I mean, the, right? We're scoring, but I, mean, I, I, I haven't looked at any like offensive efficiency numbers, but I feel like offensively we're, we're faring better. But defensively, for sure, the defense is really picking up. And I mean, look, I know the Wizards have like nobody out there tonight, but I'm telling you, they beat Boston and Denver with with those same people, and here we are holding them to 89 points when they're averaging 120, basically. Right. So, um, looking at the West Coast, uh, looking at the at the at the week or so ahead, the Magic are at Phoenix on Friday, and then at Sacramento, at the Lakers, at the Clippers, at Golden State, and then they finish it flying back to Charlotte. Six game road trip. I look. I I look like an idiot but i had the magic win in 49 games they're six games behind that pace so if you do the math they're on pace to win 43 games right now which definitely is good enough for the eighth seed maybe good enough for the seventh seventh seed it just depends because brooklyn fell off a cliff and the last game where fultz was absolutely phenomenal both to start and to close because it looked like the magic were going to choke that nets game away but the magic won because fultz was just a killer he had 25 points career high and Brooklyn's on a on a huge free fall right now. Yeah. Basically, the East is six teams that ends it at, at, at Indiana, and now it's the Magic are about five games or so behind the Pacers. 
could still could reel them in, but just kind of you kind of want to keep developing the cushion you have with the teams below you at this yeah. point. I so okay. Uh, no guarantee that Kyrie Irving comes back this season, right? Mm-hmm. And no guarantee that he comes back in a functional way. Well, it seems like he's got thoracic outlet syndrome. The way he's describing his pain with the shoulder right now, which irony of ironies, obviously that's what Fultz had to deal with, and maybe he just doesn't want to try, and he just wants to wait for Durant to show up next season because Kyrie Irving's a weird dude, and that's. It's honestly, he's honestly a guy I wouldn't want on my team, no matter how talented he is. He's he's not a leader, and there's, I mean, Boston fans ended up despising the guy, and look how good they are with Kemba Walker instead. I mean, it's it's almost basically the same team, other than you know, depending, well, basically the same team. But I mean, Brooklyn is just in a free fall right now because I think they just realized that oh crap we don't have much talent and here we are like you're one of your two or three best players Jared Allen is stuck sharing minutes with DeAndre Jordan and so as good as Kenny Atkinson is as a head coach like I I don't think I'm worried about Brooklyn retaking the seventh spot right yeah, now I say I it's entirely possible I'll end up with uh, egg on my face because we are about to embark on a six game West Coast trip but I. I don't think. I mean, I don't think they'll. The Magic will relinquish the seventh spot for the rest of the year. I, yeah. I mean, I. It's going to be interesting because I have the Magic going. I had the I have the Magic going two and four on this West Road trip. If it ends up being two and four, it's probably not going to be a good trip. You want them to probably go three and three because it's. Uh, it may come down to that Phoenix game, that first one, because. Phoenix, very frisky team. They're going to start DeAndre Aiden and uh, and Aaron Bain, so Birch is going to get the start of power forward. And then, of course, you got Booker, um, uh, who can go off at any time. But Phoenix has been very frisky this season, um, you know. But looking forward, the Kings—they've not achieved what they thought they would achieve so far this season. They've had a lot of injuries as well. And a lot of internal strife. Yeah, I mean, they almost traded freaking Bogdan Bogdanovich for Kyle Kuzma, which would have been a terrible disaster. But, uh, I mean, that game's there for the taking. And then, well, we're going to mention it because I'm going to be there, but we have the the Los Angeles back-to-back on uh, the 15th and the 16th where you play the Lakers and the Clippers. I'm not expecting a win in any one of those, even if both teams rest people. Um, You'll be at both games. I'll be at both games. Like and your, hey, your record this year is is what? I'm two and zero. So um, at Magic games, you're putting it on the line. We won the game at Golden State that we went to on December first, and then I was at the Heat game that we won. Surprise! Like full on surprise. I was expecting like Tyler Hero to have like 30 points and. Here we are making right. that guy look like a scrub, which I was so happy for that because I hate Tyler Hero. But what's your just out of curiosity? This is the furthest Magic road trip that you've made, right? That I think, for a Magic yeah. game, yeah it, yeah, it would be. Yeah. Uh, what's your all-time Magic regular season road record? I don't think it's good. Oh man, I I don't know. Uh, let's see. We lost in New Orleans. Uh, I've lost in New Orleans. I've lost in Charlotte. We won the Miami one yeah. that we went to a couple years ago. That Serge Ibaka had his best Magic game ever for that. Um, I, I'm, I'm under 500. I know that it's it's not good. So it's time to. Wrap. Oh wait, no, well no, we got we got Atlanta. We got the Atlanta play playoff game. That's playoff though. 
Uh, it's not regular it's season, rain, yeah. so whatever. So maybe I'm due, but yeah, um, I'm I'm not expecting much from from the from those uh, LA games. But look, the way the Magic are playing, if if those teams underestimate them, and I mean the Clippers have 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 been struggling lately. Um, I mean the Lakers, Dwight might end up with like a thirty twenty game. I just added, <laughs> just for the hell of it, but um, I, I could see the Magic stealing one of them. I'm not expecting it at all because both those teams, when they're rolling, they're two of the, the three or four best teams in the NBA. So, um, but then to end to end the road trip though, you're at Golden State, which at the start of the season probably not so confident because they would have had a healthy Steph Curry, but. Now they're the worst offense. They have the worst offense in the NBA. The freaking Golden State Warriors, yeah. who's the best team of last decade. It's it's ridiculous. And so um, that needs to be a win. I don't care who's playing for Golden State. I know we almost freaking lost to them when we hosted them here on the on December 1st. But you got to win the Golden State game. And then it's, 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 a, it's always tough to finish a West road trip, uh, a West road trip out back east. Because, you know, some of that's time change and then like your energy is probably sapped because it's the end of a road trip. And but you got to find a way to beat that Charlotte team. It's a division game. And so the Magic really I I would I would be quite I I would be quite okay or I'd be content with a three and three road trip. I'll just leave it at that. Anything better than that. It's like, oh, damn, well, maybe they might be able to reel in the Pacers or something for the sixth seed. We'll talk then. But. I mean the schedule after that though it's it gets brutal because and I and I don't know why the NBA did this because some of the names that I'm going to some of the team names I'm going to go over here are going to sound like repeats but basically the Magic will come back home and host Oklahoma City who's good hopefully they've traded somebody by then <laughs> to tank but yeah, that's a good enough team to make that a schedule loss as the first home game back yeah, after first a home, long trip yeah, first home game back and then you have to host Boston and then oh yeah you get the Clippers again that come back and then you have that a uh, basically a back to back it's not a back to back you have a day off in between but you're at Miami and then you host the Heat again to start February yeah it's just it, it's it's ridiculous, and so, and then you're like you're at Charlotte, you're at Boston, so it's like it's a lot of repeats on the schedule. But I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with where the Magic are considering uh, right right now today, considering where they were literally two weeks ago because and considering the the Isaac injury. For, well, yeah, we're, and maybe there's gonna come a point where the Magic fall back down to earth because Isaac isn't out there guarding like these fantastic forwards because I mean you're going to go up against likely Kawhi Leonard and Paul George you're going to go up against LeBron and uh you know Anthony Davis I mean you're, you're going to go up against some some big time guys and yeah. you got Aaron Gordon who's doing freaking Achilles heel stretches and you don't you know you're paying, playing Kem Birch out of position your safety net is Emil Jefferson who shouldn't be on this team but he is on this team and so and then your other safety nets like Melvin Frazier, which you don't like him, right. and I don't, I, and yeah. I'm very there's, meh. There's, I'm on not him. sure if there's anything there. I've decided that there's nothing there. So, I mean, it's 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 a great it's a great month of January so far yeah. for the Magic. It is four and one. It's awesome, but it's the test comes now, and I'm looking forward to my LA trip. You'll hear a dispatch from me, and only me. It'll be the first solo Penny and Pops podcast, but. Uh, I did want to bring up a few other things. Well, yeah. Well, let's go back to some of the injured guys because Michael Carter-Williams, he's got that AC joint issue with his left shoulder. 
He's still in re- he's still rehabbing. He hasn't practiced yet. We don't know when he returns yet, but there's also these trade rumors now where DJ Augustine now all of a sudden out of the blue might get you know people there was a trade rumor with about the Lakers getting him or whatnot. But I mean Augustine, he's going to be a free agent after this season concludes. He's making about seven million dollars. Before I ask on a trade perspective, you know, would you actually want to re-sign him next season? Well, I don't. I don't think you make the necessary <clears throat> the the necessary financial commitment to him that it would require in order for him to sign. You don't. You know. I mean, I here's here's a question. Well, first of all, mm-hmm. what's your take? Would you bring him back in a reduced role next season? I mean, and moving forward, and, if he was maybe half and maybe half the paycheck. Yeah, I mean, if he if he would accept the three million dollar deal, I'd maybe bring him back, but. I mean, we're seeing he, he's still a liability defensively. That's that's just it's it's tough to to really deal with that when when you're going up against a competent backcourt. He really gets carved up, and I know he's been scoring twenty point games here and there recently, but he gives a lot of that back on the, on the other end. Now, and, granted, here's here's a question for you. Granted, Darren Collison is a free agent that would require no assets to acquire he's he's not signing here he's is, he's going for a championship no no, no. Team, man is is dj augustine significantly worse than darren collison significantly no probably because darren collison hasn't played basketball in like a year so, so if i'm a team that misses out on the collison signing do i not then immediately look to acquire dj to bolster our roster i mean you should i mean here's the here's the other thing because look I I have hopefully Michael Carter Williams gets back because I, that that's the other thing that you're waiting on because it doesn't look like our coaching staff trusts Josh Majette with an increased role yet or maybe they do I like Josh Majette a lot oh, of people don't God. but in a league where you can't touch anyone defensively at all a guy with his build actually works pretty well awesome passer he, he's not more he, he's not more of a defensive liability than Augustine. I refuse to think he'd be worse than Augustine defensively. It's all about the shot. I mean, Augustine is a, is about a 40% three-point shooter, especially like lately. He's hitting threes, unlike what he was doing the first month and a half of the season. But if Majette can, can, can even shoot, you know, 35, 36% from three, it's something that I, I'd consider because if I can get anything back for Augustine, he's gone in four months likely. Right. So if he's gone in you know four or five months, I'd rather get something for him. Be it like a first round. You know, it won't be a first rounder. Be it like a pick and like a young talent. Then yeah, let, let's do it. Because the the Magic they should make the playoffs. No matter who's backup point guard, they should make the playoffs. Whether it's Michael Carter Williams as a backup point guard, because this whole small forward bulking up small forward experiment hasn't worked for him. Poor guy's bleeding all over the place. He's had he's injured every part of his body, including his face. And, you know, it's clearly he, he probably, for his own health, is probably beneficial to be the backup point guard. But you can't because Augustine's better overall. Um, now, you value Michael Carter-Williams' defense a whole lot more, but, I mean, he can run backup point guard, but just from his size alone, it's, it's valuable. Plus, yeah. Augustine still likes to telegraph a lot of his passes that get picked off all the time. I, I feel like as the if there were no changes to health or uh via trade i would be hard pressed to try and find a way to slide michael carter williams back into the playing rotation right now wouldn't you i mean the, t- the team is kind of 
found <laughs> they've piecemealed something together. That it's works, working now, but and to replace like Wes with Michael Carter Williams, no, who no, was no, ahead of him no, in the no. rotation to well, begin the year. There's well, no way that you would go back to him now, right? Well, and it, it can't work now because both Isaac and Aminu are out. Aminu, he's and I'm sh- and God, I'm sure we're re- we're regretting that mid-level exception signing right now because, I mean, even if Aminu gets healthy, it's like, do you really want him out there? Because I don't. I, I'd rather I'd rather let West do what he's doing, or let even Birch do what he's doing. Even though Aminu probably it, is a better fit at power forward for what he does. And maybe if Aminu actually got starter minutes, I mean, he showed a little bit earlier this season that with in the starting role, he's he's adequate, but he's nowhere near his Portland form. No, and, and he won't be. I mean, in April after a what five month layoff. Yeah, no, I'm 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 writing him off. He's he's not he's not coming back till training camp next season. But I mean, I'd I'd be curious to see if we tried to dealt him in the off season too because. It's not a. It's not been a good fit so far. No. And unless you trade Aaron Gordon, which you can't trade him now because he's the only power forward you got, so he's not being dealt. It, it's not happening. It's unless it's like a ridiculous offer. It's not happening. Same probably goes for Evan Fournier. Even though I don't know what you're gonna do. That, that that's the big thing now is what are you gonna do with Fournier because he's gonna likely decline that seventeen million dollar player option. I I wouldn't give him more money if I was the Magic. If he wanted if you could get, you know, I think he threw out like three, you know, 3 years, 45 million. There's no chance in hell he's taking that though no. or whatever, but um I I I like Fournier, but I don't like him enough to to make to give him 20 mil a season. I just don't. Um and yes, I I do trust giving Vucevic, you know, giving Vucevic the 26 million we gave him because Vucevic is starting to play like in his all-star form again. He had the 24 rebound night the previous night against Brooklyn. He just dropped a casual, well, he should have had like 40, but he had 29 points against the Wizards tonight. And if you look at his numbers statistically, he's getting back up there. He's almost at 19 points per game uh this season and he's back over 11 rebounds per game. He's basically he's almost back to his 2012 form from last season. Yeah. So Penny, do you have a prediction for what the Magic will do on this uh, six-game road trip? Any record predictions? My my record prediction is two and four with a Golden State win and a Sacramento win. My hope is three and three. Yeah, it's I, I'm with you on that. A uh, few other well, the other thing I threw out Fournier's name earlier too is Bill Simmons on his podcast today mentioned how the Lakers would be really really dangerous if they had another wing shooter who could who who could create a little bit for himself, and he threw out like like a Bogdanovich or uh, but he threw out Evan Fournier's name out there. And would you would you be open to trading Fournier before this trade deadline next month? Wait, or do you think he, I would I mean, be open to trading Fournier? Like, what do you think the Magic? What do you think it would take for the Magic to deal him? Or what do you think you would be comfortable with getting rid of him for? Because right now, I just don't see anything out there. And I mean, the point's been made that there's such a discrepancy in the level of contracts. Like, you don't have like right. those middle like seven to twelve million dollar contracts anymore. It's either like you're making like fifteen or over or like seven or less, basically. Yeah, and the Lakers specifically uh, they can't 
send our first or second round pick. So it's only going to be players. And, and it's only going to be three or four team deals. There's, no, there's no match there specifically. I mean, unless they traded Kuzma, but like, I'm not a Kuzma guy. I, I don't care. Kuzma's for not an Orlando guy either. Yeah. Yeah. But the Orlando Magic Reddit would know about that. But, um, and then, I, I mean, the last thing I want to talk about, uh, so. The Magic Radio Network has been pumping out podcasts all season, um, and some of them have been very good. Some of them have been very good. Some of them have taken some of our ideas a little bit. They have specifically their, uh, you know, they had Reggie Theus on, and they didn't ask him a single hang time question. I don't know if you remember the NBC Saturday morning. Oh man, yeah, you're right. No, they did. Yeah. Then I mean Dennis Newman's got to pull like double duty on he's, some of these. Like he's literally doing the like, interview like right before he goes live for a game. Right. So, and I love Dennis Newman, and he he needs to make the Magic Hall of Fame as well soon one day. But um, the Magic Radio Network podcast has uh, their Magical Memories uh, segment, mm-hmm. which sounds or sorry their Magic Memories uh, segment, while we have our uh, Magical Moments segment for our podcast. Which we haven't done since the playoffs last season, and I, 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 I kind of think there's some plagiarism involved with that a little <laughs> bit. So hey, it's cool. Some of these interviews have been great, but no, I, I I mentioned it because Dennis Scott had a really good one with Stan Van Gundy that went like about a half hour longer than the other ones have. It almost went an hour. So, um, but there was some cool. There's actually some new tidbits that I either forgotten or I don't think had been mentioned, but. Uh, one, a few of them was that Stan uh, remembers distinctly after uh, Game Six against the Celtics that Paul Pierce is running off the floor and yelling, uh, "Game Seven isn't for everyone." And uh, well, I guess it wasn't for Boston because we, you know, Hito beat them at the Garden for that Game Seven. And um, the other thing was uh, how Stan talked about how he visited a prison in Miami last year. <laughs> And this this came out of left field. It was great. But he basically, he, one of the prisoners there asked Stan, why did you play Jameer in the finals? And I, it's it's great. I, I love it. And we don't have to talk about it now. He shouldn't have played Jameer, but whatever. Oh, no. I, now we have to talk about it. <laughs> why would you not? Because Rafer and, and Anthony Johnson were doing great. He, they helped get oh, us there. Oh, no. And Jameer was well, very rusty. We will say it's like throwing first. in an ice cold John, uh, throwing in an ice cold Al Farouk Aminu into a series. How could you? Oh no. Okay. Well, that's that's for another episode. We'll we'll dive in again. And then the Sacramento King stuff at the end was actually pretty cool. How he uh, how he, he was very uh, apologetic to uh, to Jeff Petrie about how he basically like had to play aloof with the Kings. Without telling them that he didn't really want the job, he was just waiting on the magic and the heat to do the trade that that would free him up to sign with us. But um, yeah, that's it. I'm looking forward to this LA trip next week. Um, I'm very very uh, sad that you're not coming, Penny. Um, I, I look forward to the dispatch on the road, and uh, I think you'll accrue a couple more magical moments along the way. <laughs> yeah, and uh, hopefully it's not like they're not both like forty point blowouts, but. Uh, it's a good thing it's like the at the start of my trip. I'll still have a few days to, to enjoy myself one way or another. But we appreciate you listening to another episode. Uh, please subscribe and give us a wonderful rating, please. Uh, more ratings make us more uh, visible. And we may pump up more of these out more, more frequently than once every two months. But uh, 
And also tweet uh, at us any of your questions and feedback. Penny, what's your Twitter handle? At Spencer Strode. And I'm at Papa Giorgio MBO. And with that, go Magic. Take care and just win. Get out the way. Get out the way. Get out the way. Yeah. Yeah. Get out the way.